Hello, friends, and welcome again to the DDP. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 16th day of June, and we're in Mark 10. Before I get going today, um, I just want to say to our audience how grateful I am. There's been a an influx lately of people who have sent me testimonies. Uh, in fact, just be- as I sat down to record today's podcast, I read a little pile of them. I don't check emails or get all of these every day, and sometimes I'm way behind. But I read some testimonies of those who who obviously listen to the podcast and hear me say the email address, which, by the way, is ddp at paulwhiteministries.com, ddp at paulwhiteministries.com. If you have a question or a testimony, I always love to hear them. And so I said that a couple weeks ago, and a few of you took it serious, and I got a pile of people who wrote in with testimonies and responses and questions, and I just sat here in awe as I read them, in awe of how the Holy Spirit has taken your journey and done his great works in you, around you, through you, and then somehow, some way, our ministry and life got sprinkled into yours, and that helped turn a light on or make a difference or shine the spotlight on to Jesus to show you all of the things that you were looking for. I am in awe. I'm in awe of how the Holy Spirit works. I don't claim to have any knowledge at all for how to help you or what to say to you or advice to give you. I'm just a guy who is enamored of Jesus, who has a relationship with Christ and has been taught through the love of Christ to see God as my father and that a father is good to his children and wants nothing but good for them. And I live from that premise and I live believing that that's good enough news I ought to tell someone. And I am not trying to get anything out of you or do anything to you except expose you to that love and pray that you'll believe in it. And these testimonies have shown me that someone is. And I want to tell you how thankful that I am that you let me know that. And I want to commit, recommit myself to telling you about a loving father and the beauty of Jesus. And that in doing so, maybe... You are not alone. Maybe there will be others like you who have been impacted, and I am so very grateful. Mark chapter 10. Today we're in the 37th verse. The reminder is that the disciples, James and John, have said to Jesus, Teacher, we we want you to do whatever we ask. And Jesus says, Well, what do you want me to do for you? In verse 37, they said to him, Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? And they said to him, We are able. So Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup that I drink and with the baptism that I'm baptized with, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and my left is not mine to give, but it's for those for whom it is prepared. Now, I know I read a little more than usual. I wanted to read the entire conversation, the entire encounter, because the 10 in the background are going to hear about it, and the next passage of Scripture is them processing it. But we're going to save that. I want to deal with this idea. Grant to us that we may sit one on your right, the other on your left. And Jesus' first response is, you don't know what you ask. I don't think Jesus is wrong. 
I mean, I don't think he's just guessing. If he says you don't know what you're asking, it's because they can't possibly know what they're asking. They think they know what they're asking. They think they're asking to sit in authority in the kingdom with all the rights and privileges of the right and left-hand man. Because the right and the left hand, the people that sit next to the king have the ear of the king. And they believe Jesus is the king. They believe that Jesus is bringing about a kingdom. They don't know what it looks like. They know that Jesus has set his face to Jerusalem. They're in awe of the Jesus that has set his face in Jerusalem. And they want in on the party. This is their moment. This is what they've been waiting for. And so they say, we want you to do whatever we ask. Jesus goes, well, what is it you want? We want to sit on your right hand and your left. And Jesus goes, you don't know what you're asking. And the reason that they don't know what they're asking is because they can't possibly know what it looks like for Jesus to actually sit on his throne in the kingdom. They think they do. And, and this tells me that a lot of times we think we know what God wants or what God's going to do, but we see it through our lens instead of his. And in seeing it through our lens, we place our perceptions and expectations onto it. I have had these uh, grandiose ideas in my life and ministry about what God was going to do. And I look back on my life at what God did and go, man, I wouldn't change any of that, but I wouldn't have picked one thing. Like I wouldn't have done anything he did, but I wouldn't change one thing he did for what it did to me or my marriage or my kids or my family or my soul or my finances or my... (laughs) My station in life. I mean, I've had these grandiose ideas about what it looked like, but that was me saying, hey, when you do this thing you're going to do, let's make it look like this. And Jesus has had to say to me, son, you don't know what you're asking. And I can argue and say, I do. And it almost looks like Jesus backs off because he goes, you don't know what you're asking. Are you guys able to drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? And they go, oh yeah, we can do that. And Jesus says, you will indeed drink the cup I drink and be baptized with my baptism. But to sit at my right and my left doesn't belong to me. That belongs to the Father. This doesn't change Jesus' answer. You still don't know what you're asking for. Can you drink what I'm going to drink be baptized? Can you take in the death I'm going to die? And they go, sure. They don't even realize that their answer is correct, but they don't know the question. (laughs) Jesus has said, can you drink the cup and be baptized? They go, sure, whatever you do, we'll do. And he goes, well, you sure will, because you will die. You will step into death. But to do what you want to do, right hand, left hand, he goes, that's only prepared for the Father. Here's the beauty. In Mark chapter 15, the Bible tells us they they put a thief, one on his left hand and one on his right. We're five chapters away from that. It's a little code in Mark, a little secret that Mark shares. Because here, they want to sit on the right hand and the left. But later, Mark will show you who sits on the right and the left. And for those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. How How do you make it into the throne room of the kingdom? You come in through the cross. To sit on the right hand and the left is going to be Calvary. 
I, I know I'm going to want to say more. <laughs> I, I want to stop today. There's going to be more. Probably come out tomorrow. It'll definitely come out in Mark 15. But what a thought. We're going to see how the 10 handled this tomorrow. And we'll tell you about the sermon to look for this weekend. God bless.